gather today because one of our own, a beloved son of the stream, has moved on, graduated into the next phase of his fantasy football existence. Today, our favorite streamer, Tyrod Taylor, graduates into full-blown fantasy football starterhood. He joins the likes of Andy Dalton and Carson Palmer, who were part of our streaming family, but quickly matured into locked and loaded starters who regularly outscore the vaunted Andrew Luck. So, Tyrod. You mean Ty God! Ty God, I'm sorry. You have graduated from Living the Stream University. And as an added bonus, we will pay your student loans with the truckloads of cash money you won for us in DFS over these first three weeks of the 2015 season. Congratulations, Ty God. We love you. Oh, and Nick Foles, you are expelled. Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue-in-cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, J.J. Zacharyson and Danny Carter, living the stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm J.J. Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carden. Denny, what's going on, my man? I'm just, I'm still emotional about, you know, Ty God's graduation from living the stream university, I gotta say. It is pretty sad. I mean, you know, for all the <clears throat> the bad that happened in week three, at least there was one, one good thing that happened, and that was Tyrod Taylor showing everyone that he deserves to be in the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think uh, we saw this a lot on, on Sunday night. We were getting questions saying, um, you know, hey, guys, can I start uh, Tyrod every week? And the answer, you know, for right now is yes, because he has a, a, a really nice floor and he showed his ceiling last week and uh, and the week before, really. Uh, so so the answer is yes. And, and, and the thing about streaming uh, is, you know, like we've said a hundred times, maybe new listeners haven't heard this, but, um, you know, the point of streaming is not to stream. It's to, it's to find that every week tight end, that every week quarterback who you can plug in like Carson Palmer right now. Right. I mean, Carson Palmer, it's really easy to forget that week one, he was a streamer, right. you know? So, so, you know, we want to find that every week starter. We don't want to have to rummage through uh, matchup plays every week if we don't have to. And that's what we have with, with Taylor. Yeah, I mean, even if Palmer wasn't a streamer in your league, he was at least like a 13th or 14th round pick. I mean, that's the thing. And that we, we, we run into this a lot with tight ends, especially last year with Travis Kelsey. But, you know, it's a situation where early on in the season, you pinpoint the correct quarterback or the correct tight end. And then, obviously, we're going to still be giving quarterback and tight end picks throughout the season. But a lot of you, hopefully, are just using Carson Palmer every single week, and you're not worried about, you know, Nick Foles last week. The, you know, those kind of situations. So I, I think that's that's always the positive, is that you're going with that high upside pick late in drafts, and you're hoping that it pans out. Or you're hitting the waiver wire, and you're using a guy like Tyrod Taylor, who, you know, sure, he's had some some relatively favorable matchups to start the year. But guess what? He has two more coming up. Uh, so, you know, t- 
to me, the way that I kind of view streaming whenever you get to a situation like Tyrod or, or even Carson Palmer is keep riding them when they have positive matchups. And maybe if they run into a situation where they're playing, you know, the Broncos or something, then, then you bench them and you find a fill in for that week. But then, you know, the next you, you keep him, keep them on your team. It's OK to roster a couple quarterbacks in a single week as opposed to doing it the entire season. So I think that's really the key uh, takeaway w- with regards to that. Cause I get, you know, we both get that question a lot with how to handle, you know, whenever you do pick up a guy and Dalton too, Dalton's in that category too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Dalton, I mean, uh, I know a, lot, a couple years ago he finished as a top four or five quarterback. And I know that that has a lot to do with, with three kind of fluky nuclear performances, but um, you know, I guess it wouldn't shock anybody for him to finish there again. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got, I mean, again, it's obviously he's had decent matchups and such. That Ravens secondary, I mean, I was completely wrong about that game in general. Um, that that Ravens secondary is is just bad. I thought that they would, they would bounce back after getting lit up by Derek Carr, but they're just, they're actually bad. Um, no, yeah, they're, they're awful. Well, it has to do with the pass rush. They have no right, pass exactly. rush whatsoever. So, you know, la- like last week, Dalton was just standing back there for most of the game picking them apart yeah so yeah I mean you know you obviously with a guy like Dalton you might be able to keep going with him that he does he does run into a pretty tough stretch after this Kansas City game though so who knows what will happen um other things that happened this week was a great tweet from our buddy Tom Everett Scott Denny Oh yeah! What a what a great tweet! Hollywood is on living the stream side. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, we've gone we have gone Hollywood. You know, for as bad as our picks were in week three, at least we can hold on to the fact that that Tom is on our side and he loves us, and we love well, we love it, him though more. Yeah. So for people who don't who who didn't see the picture, and you must see the picture, really. I've 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 actually been out on the street showing it to random people um, <laughs> over the past few days. I got punched in the neck. I'm okay. Uh, so Tom Everett Scott, um, uh, took a uh, picture of himself with the living the stream t-shirt on, um, which he got from the living stream shop. You should go there. Um, and he's standing with Emma Stone. Yeah. It's just, it's like a brilliant picture. Like the whole thing is just brilliant. It blew my mind. So I was at happy hour when he, when he tweeted that and I was like, what? (laughs) Right, right. Right, I don't understand. The, the, and I showed I showed my friends, and they were freaking out. Yeah, it was it's hilarious. And then the the comments were hilarious. I mean, like Tom's very, very, very good at what he does. And I've 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 actually gone out and sought and, and looked for things that he's done and were and like acted in just because like I've I've talked to him now and I want to support him. So, but but yeah. like when when he tweeted it with Emma Stone, the responses were unbelievable from people. Like. One yeah. of them. One of them was Emma Stone touched the living the stream T-shirt. Uh, it's like come that's on, the guys. best. That was the best response because it's like it's like he tapped into like our our nerdy audience. I mean, exactly. we're nerds. Oh, oh so totally. Our, yeah, our audience is a bunch of nerds, and so oh my god, oh my god, Emma Stone touched the T-shirt. Oh my god, oh my god. Right. It was it was pretty incredible. So thank you, thank you, Tom, for supporting us also, and like you know buying the shirt, wearing the shirt on set, yeah. and taking the selfie and tweeting it. It's hilarious it's awesome so appreciate that for sure um all right denny before we talk about uh speaking well speaking of the t-shirts remember to go to lateroundqb.com slash shop get a t-shirt and save a child because we're giving all proceeds to no kid hungry denny we also have a sponsor would you like to talk about them we do yes uh dailyfantasycafe.com uh they uh i I write a, a weekly column uh for for dfc uh 
and uh, it's a slate breakdown. It's a you know a look at all the uh, the best stacks for, um, for 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 the week in DFS. Um, I use their stack generator to kind of point me in the right direction. So um, and that's available. That's freely available to anyone. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, you know, it's it's you don't have to pay. You just create an account. You and then you can have access to that stack generator along with. Um, a handful of other really useful tools uh, for you know composing your daily fantasy lineups. So check it out. It's dailyfantasycafe.com. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so last week, probably in, in a week where we needed to be clutch, we were we were the least clutch. We were we were the Andy Daltons of, and ironically, Andy Dalton was amazing last week. But we were we were the Andy Daltons of fantasy football last week. So we came into the week really hyped because, you know, Roma went down, uh, Breeze went down, Peyton was was struggling, Luck was struggling, and we're like, you know, the stream, like, the stream is bigger than ever. Like, people are coming to us. This is our, this is great for our brand, hashtag brand, hashtag content. And then <laughs> we absolutely pooped in the bed yeah. because we had some bad picks. You you can go ahead and review those for us. All right. Let me, Okay. I, I'm I'm less fired up than I was on on Sunday and into Monday about this whole Nick Foles fiasco because I heard some very mean things on Twitter, which which happens. I get it. You know, you give bad advice, people want someone to blame. They're gonna blame the person who gave the advice. I get it. It's fine. It's no big deal. Uh, but let me talk about Nick Foles. I I feel like I need to to not just explain the situation, uh, but I I feel like this this just needs to be said. Uh, so that I can kind of move past what happened in week three, Denny. Let me hear All it. Right. So let me talk about Nick Foles. Was was he the right pick? Should we have chosen Nick Foles as our top streamer last week? Yes. Yes. Nick Foles was actually the correct pick in week three. And it's because fantasy football is not a results-driven game, and it can't be a results-driven game. It's a process-driven game, and the process, everything that led to Nick Foles being a good play was correct in week three. As I mentioned on the podcast last week, the Steelers had surrendered 22 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks since they opened up their offense in week seven of last year. That means 10 of 11 fantasy-relevant weeks, the opposing quarterback against Pittsburgh finished with a top 10 performance. Not only that, but the Steelers were also down their best coverage linebacker in Ryan Shazier, who's been dominating this entire season. And meanwhile, Vegas you know, that place that consistently nails games and gets things correct, pegged the Steelers-Rams game with a 48.5 over-under, a total that actually rose throughout the week, and the Rams also went from being underdogs to favorites. So in other words, smart money was on the game being high-scoring and the Rams winning, and there's a strong correlation between high-team totals, positive game scripts, and quarterback performances in fantasy football. But Nick Foles is such a bad quarterback, says the guy on Twitter living in his mom's basement. You know what? You're right. Nick Foles is a bad quarterback, but so is Alex Smith, who is the fourth best quarterback option in week one. So are Colin Kaepernick and Blake Bortles, who are both top 10 options in week two. So is Josh freaking McCown, who is the ninth best quarterback in week three. Oh, and, and by the way, Denny, Nick Foles was the eighth best quarterback in week one against the Seattle Seahawks. So if you're hating on Nick Foles on this Nick Foles pick in hindsight, it's because you think fantasy football is the same as real life football. And if you're hating on this Nick Foles pick in hindsight, it's because you think value-based drafting is a legitimate way to to draft in fantasy football, and you end up picking Matt Ryan in the fifth round in every draft that you probably do. And if you're hating on this Nick Nick Foles pick in hindsight, you're also 
you're almost definitely not listening to this podcast because only logical, smart people listen to this podcast. People have people who have an open mind to not listening to the canned bullshit articles we read on the big media sites are the ones listening to this podcast. If you're hating on Nick Foles and you're hating on the pick in hindsight, you're losing in fantasy football because in the long run, the Foles pick is going to pan out more often than not. Sound the sirens. Woo! Sound the sirens. It is a, an inferno in here. I had to write something down. Obviously, I read that. But I had to, I had to write something down. <laughs> I had to get it off my chest because the amount of results-oriented tweets that yeah. I got were out of control. This is not how you play fantasy football. You need to have a process with how you play. If we were to just throw darts at, at this quarterback streaming dartboard, then, then sure, that, we could play that way. But, but we would be terrible. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't pick good quarterbacks each week. We wouldn't have a legitimate way to be to, to, to stream a QB six, seven, or eight throughout the entire season. So I think that's really key, and that's that's something that people just miss is that we don't control what goes on in the game. What we can do is come come up with the most logical, the most analytical, the 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 best uh, just evidence in general for a particular play. And it's not always going to pan out. It's just not. If it did, we wouldn't be doing this. We would be doing something better where we're making a lot more money. Right. Exactly. You know, and and I'm, I'm I think that 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 was a, a a great rant because it got to the heart of the matter, which is uh, we have we have a process. You know, we we didn't pick Nick Foles out of a hat. We didn't throw like you were saying. We didn't throw darts. I mean, we don't even have a dartboard. We don't have a dartboard anymore. We 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 just do that with kickers. Right. So, um, you know, no. But in all seriousness, I I uh, I think that there is a lot of um, a lot of truth a lot of truth in what you said, and uh, and it, it, it's a good lesson. I mean, it's a painful lesson because listen, we we go down. You, JJ and I go down with this with this ship too. Mm-hmm. Okay, when when it goes down, we go down. I, I played Nick Foles against JJ this week, <laughs> right, okay, right. and and it was it was a debacle. And if I had picked almost any other streamer, I would have I would have either come close to winning or, right. or possibly it would have been okay. it would have been yeah because it was like a twenty ish point game so or maybe like fifteen ish so like it could have th- yeah. sure. And it's also the other thing to that Denny is like it's very easy to pinpoint one bad play as the sole reason that you lost a game, right? Like yours obviously our matchup was very close, but like. You know, there are other guys on your team. There's nine players in most fantasy lineups. It's not like your Nick Foles pick is the only reason why you lost the game. You know what I mean? No, no. You you can get away. I mean, because you you didn't invest much or anything in the quarterback position. You are you know you have a a solid lineup every week. You have probably what should be if you if you didn't draft terribly uh, um, a a high floor lineup. So. You know, like, um, like, oh, Tom Everett Scott w- w- tweeted a picture of his lineup from last week, which included Foles right. and included the Browns' defense. Okay, those were our two right. picks, and and he won. Right, he and posted he won. posted well over hundred points. Yeah, and because he, if you look at his other players, I mean, he has a stud lineup that can withstand a really bad week from a quarterback or from a defense, or in this case, both. Right. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to make this like a pity party kind of podcast. I'm just, I think it's really, really important that not only are, I mean, well, actually it's just going to be our listeners because those are the only people that will listen to this podcast. It's just, it's just really important that everyone kind of understands that, that piece to it because, because look, we, uh, Nick Foles is a terrible, terrible pick from a results standpoint and it's going to happen again. 
a, a yeah. bad a bad selection is going just like Andrew Luck is going to have a bad week. I mean, it, it happens. It doesn't just happen to streamers. It happens to people who are using guys like Andrew Luck as well. I mean, if we were flawless, again, it would it would we would not be doing this. No, no, we yes, we or we would not be sharing uh, sharing it on the air. Let's put it that yeah, way. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, I, you know, and I think that our results last year speak for themselves as far as uh, uh, streaming quarterbacks. But I, I do, I see uh, a lot of tweets out there saying, uh, you know, kind of mocking mocking a pick like Nick Foles, like, right, oh well, right. how could you pick Nick Foles because he's you know because he's bad, okay. You know, I, I that's that's not how I um, you know judge my fantasy football decisions. I don't I don't just automatically label a guy as as bad and say I'll never use him. I think that that's that's a great way to uh, you know to undermine your your long term success. Absolutely. So the, the, those those sort of tweets are are, are you know very uh, short sighted and narrow minded. Yeah, and kind of ignorant because they all come after the fact. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's it's just dumb. I mean, it's just like. Like it, it's it's not smart to look at fantasy football from a standpoint of this guy is not good at football, therefore I'm not going to play him. I mean, how many people would have done that with Devontae Freeman last week in DFS and not won anything? Devontae Freeman's yeah, been yeah. horrible throughout his his brief career, and Devontae Freeman went nuclear last week. I, I that's a great example. I I think I mean you know according to every metric out there, Devontae Freeman has been really bad, but I couldn't resist him at that yeah, price, exactly. and you know. He went. He went bananas. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Not only. I mean, look. You can you can talk as much junk about how bad Nick Foles is, but number one, not only did he have a top ten quarterback performance against the Seahawks in Week One, but we're we're recommending poor quarterbacks every single week on this podcast. I mean, that's that, that's the, our whole entire hashtag brand is by recommending crappy players. It's what we do. It's, it's what we do. So if you're gonna trash that, you're trashing the hashtag brand. Don't trash the brand. You don't trash the, you don't trash the brand. Uh, I'll go through the, the picks last week quickly since I ranted. Uh, we did have Foles who scored about seven points. He was like QB 28. Uh, Fitzpatrick was a little bit of a deeper play, as was Ryan Mallett. They put up 15 and 11. Uh, so Fitzpatrick wasn't too bad. And Tyrod Taylor was, on, was a recommendation as well, who was a top five quarterback, and he put up uh, over 24 fantasy points. So if nice. only we would have just gone – or, I mean, if only we would have just st- stuck with Dalton, but – I know Dalton's a QB two right now. We could have gone back to back to back Dalton. What's hilarious is that our QB streamer is better than Andrew Luck still. Oh man. Okay. So that's happening. Uh, Our tight ends, Eric Ebron had 10, 10 points. Larry Donald had six. Uh, Crockett Gilmore had seven and Kobe Fleener, who I tweeted out on the, on the uh, living the stream account at live the stream FF. uh, Whenever we learned that Dwayne Allen was out that Kobe Fleener, because you and I were both kind of on him, Denny, uh, that he became a legit streaming option. He scored 9.1 PPR points. Yeah. Uh, And then the Browns, Jets and Panthers, you had kind of the Browns and Jets were in the twenties ranked. And then the Panthers, Panthers, maybe high twenties or high teens, low twenties. So overall, like I said, at the top of the podcast, it was not, was not a great week. It was basically Tyrod Taylor last week for us, um, which I mean, it's it's going to happen because we uh, we are not perfect. No. Uh, by the way, uh, Gilmore was apparently injured sometime during that game, um, and uh, uh, so just watch if if you're someone who owns them, you know, just watch out for that injury this week. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right, Denny, we're done with week three. It's now over, officially over. We talked through it. 
Because this is our podcast and we can talk whatever. We can rant, we can yell, and we can talk about what we want. But it's over now. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we, we needed to cleanse ourselves of week three. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's start off with some defensive picks that's going to turn things around. All right. Yes. So it used to be in the old days of this show where we would just have a segment called Stream Against the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> because it was that it was that easy. I, I mean, you know, it was you know last year and the year before it was just that easy, and, and so I feel like we've recommended the Colts defense every time they played the Jaguars um, uh, through the last uh, uh, two two seasons and then into this year. And I'm I really I don't see much of a reason to stop now um, the the Colts. And you can check out my defensive streaming scores on thefakefootball.com. Uh, the Colts' uh, streaming score uh, is the second highest of the week uh, against Jacksonville. Now, um, Jacksonville is not exactly the um, you know uh, the generous offense that they that they were last year. I mean, so far in in 2015, um, you know, I I use the Patriots' defense in a lot of spots last week in, in daily fantasy, and I think they scored five points. Right, so right. that that was that was a little on the uh, on the shocking side. The the uh, the dip has a lot to do with um, sacks uh, given up. Uh, so Jacksonville was allowing four and a half sacks per game uh, last year, and uh, uh, they're not even close to that. They've they've allowed uh, seven sacks through three games total. So um, that that's a big um, you know that's a big factor here. But uh, you know uh, the Colts are at home. Uh, um, the Vegas line says that. Blake Bortles will have to take to the air, and I think that that's still a good thing for for opposing defenses. Right. Um, we saw, you know, the the Colts had a, a, a kind of a sneaky high uh, defensive uh, streaming score in Week Three. Um, you know, I kind of hedged, what, you know, when I when I saw it, when it, when the scores were generated and I looked at it, uh, but but it turns out that it worked. You know, they they were worth the play. I mean, uh, I think they finished as a top seven or eight defense. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. Uh, yeah, against the uh, Titans. against the Titans, and 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 the, and that's what we're 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 going for. Remember, you know, because a lot of you know, I think uh, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, but but Team X will score a lot of points, and that may be true, but defensive fantasy points don't correlate very much with uh, points given up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they correlate with turnovers, with defensive touchdowns. Um, so sacks. you know, that's that's in sacks, right? And that's what we're looking for here. Uh, you know, so the, the the hope is that the Colts defense will, I mean, I'm sorry, the Colts offense will, will you know, resurrect itself and uh, grab a lead and the Jaguars will be forced into a one-dimensional offensive attack and the Colts can take advantage. So the Colts are, are definitely my top pick here. Nice. Any, uh, any other, uh, the, the one thing with the Colts that's going to be interesting with, the, I mean, obviously they have Vontae who could probably lock down Allen Robinson and then, yeah. and then you, you now leave. Their their beat up secondary to Blake Bortles and Alan Hearns. I mean that that should give you some confidence. Yes, and uh, so uh, my my second pick would be the Packers defense, um, just because they're playing against the team formerly known as the Forty Niners. Um, yeah, yeah, they got their name revoked. It's right. It's the, well, it's the Fraudy Niners, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a credit to Evan Silva. Uh, from Roto World, there. Um, so the the Packers they're on the road, and I'm not crazy about road defenses generally. But 
it's really it's really hard to look away from a from a, a matchup against Colin Kaepernick and that disastrous offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Packers have the third highest streaming score of the week. Uh, so uh, for me, it's the Colts uh, and then the Packers this week. Awesome. Yeah, I think that makes a makes a ton of sense. It's one of you know just again the Packers defense isn't great. We saw that against Kansas City, but. They'll, I mean, you look at the spread of that game, they should be able to generate turnovers because Colin Kaepernick is really not good. Uh, uh, uh. Really not good. All right. Uh, week two quarterbacks, or week two, week four quarterback streamers. <laughs> um, I'm going to just mention before getting into these streamers that Ty God and Andy Dalton are better options than these guys, I think. Uh, so play them if, if you have them. This is, this is yeah. basically Dalton's last week before things could get kind of rough for him. Uh, against Kansas City, but I'm I'm still definitely on board with Dalton this week. Uh, but our number one, we you know, Denny and I talked about this. Our number one quarterback streamer this week is Derek Carr. I can't believe we're doing. I this. I can't believe we're doing this either because I'm probably the biggest Derek Carr hater on the planet. You, you uh, all of Oakland, uh, well, all of California hates. Yeah, you. and all of Indianapolis hates me too because I wrote about Andrew Luck not being <laughs> very good last year. I mean, like I just said, he wasn't a top five quarterback, and it got published in the Indy Star. And I, I, my, my social media uh, mm. handles, everything profiles were just set on fire. Yeah, no, your you, you mentions your mentions were in flames for like forty eight hours. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And Raiders fans are are tough, man, but they're they're proving me wrong. Derek Carr. Has looked pretty good against, you know, the Browns and Ravens both, I think, are going to have worse secondaries than we all imagined entering the season. So I think you're going to look at what Derek Carr did the first two weeks from a fantasy standpoint and say, hey, maybe these defenses weren't that great. But guess what? He gets to play Chicago in week four. And Chicago ranks 27th against the pass according to schedule-adjusted number fire metrics. They're terrible. Uh, Derek Carr has pretty good weapons with Latavius Murray and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper looks like a stud. Yeah, and, yes, and 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 I, you know, I know people hate Michael Crabtree, but uh, I think that he's a, a huge upgrade mm-hmm. over what they had at the second receiver spot last year. Yeah, and in Vegas, the thing that's that's important here too is that you know I understand that Vegas failed us tremendously last week because they had a forty-eight point five over under in the Rams Steelers game, and eighteen points were scored. Um, but Vegas has the Raiders as, as favorites in this game with a with a relatively decent over under. So I think that you should feel good about that because you do want to find positive game scripts with your quarterbacks. I know that people think otherwise, but that just that means that there's going to be scoring opportunities for that team. Team total matters more, but there's going to be scoring opportunities for that team, uh, and and that's when quarterbacks can capitalize. So Derek Carr, just in general, I think is in a really good spot. It's a little bit scary that he's on the road and he's coming off two big wins now. Because uh, that that road game last week, I mean, they they were four point underdogs. That's why Cleveland was such a good a, a good streaming defensive pick. So um, there there is a little fear because it's Derek Carr, but I think that you have to trust Amari Cooper. You have to trust some of those weapons to to kind of help him and, and give him that floor. Because Latavius Murray looks like a stud too this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the second guy I'm going to throw out there is Joe Flacco, my my apparent doppelganger. <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> You've never been seen in the same room. That's all we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really need to go deep into this because we already know about the, the Steelers' stats and how they've given up now 10 top 10 performances in the last 12 weeks because of Nick mm-hmm. Foles. So I don't, I don't really need to go you know, deep into why Flacco's a good option against Pittsburgh. 
Uh, the reason I'm not as into him as I otherwise would be is because, A, it's on Thursday night, and you know crazy stuff happens on that short week. Uh, but the potential that the Steelers just aren't going to score as many uh, points as they would with Big Ben, which is probable. That's, I mean, that's there's, there's no chance that offense is going to look the same. So a lot of the reason that you like teams against the Steelers is because of the, the shootout mode that I talked about last week. And if that doesn't happen, we saw what happened last week with Foles. Although the the game plan that St. Louis ran was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was like Gurley, Mason, Foles, Gurley, Mason, Foles. it was horrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Flacco still has a pretty high floor against the Steelers. The over under is not great, uh, but the Steelers secondary is really really bad. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, if Ryan Shazier is able to play, um, but. I, I'm not. I'm definitely not against using Flacco. I could see Steve Smith having another big game. Uh, yeah. Um, and then lastly, let's go to our boy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Facing Miami, Miami secondary, Denny, ranks 32nd in the league according to number fire metrics. They're, they're dead last. They're the absolute worst. Uh, Blake Bortles was the QB 10 against Miami in week two. Tyrod Taylor was QB four in week three. Uh, Kirk Cousins was, was not great against them in week one, but there was, you know, there was a positive game script for the, the Redskins and they were running the ball a little bit and so on and so forth. And Kirk Cousins is, is off also not as good as a guy like Tyrod Taylor or even Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, the secondary has a ton of issues. Like I said, there's a low over under, which is a little scary. Eric Decker might not be back. Uh, so putting that together, that brings a little hesitation with Ryan Fitzpatrick but I think, you know, he's not, he's certainly not a bad fill in. I could see him scoring like 15 or 16 points this week. So you would go Fitz over Vic? I think so, yeah. I, I, the, the reason it's, it's really the way that, you know, the way that I play versus the way that, that you would probably play. <laughs> we do, I mean, we go over this all the time. I would rather just get a safe 15 points out of Ryan Fitzpatrick than potentially getting four points from Michael Vick. Uh, yeah. if, if there was a full week with Michael Vick, I would feel better. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Because he's, I mean, he's going to have to get some some reps, and his timing was really off last week. He didn't, he he also, every time he snapped the ball, I mean, it was typical Michael Vick where he would snap the ball and he couldn't stand up in the pocket. He just started scrambling. So, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. and you can't do that in the Steelers' offense. Like, you need to be able to basically hit Antonio Brown ASAP. Uh, so he's he scares me a little bit. I think they're just going to feature Le'Veon and just grind Le'Veon against Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do think you know. Someone was asking me if uh, they should trade away Antonio Brown. The answer is no, unless you get some unbelievable offer. Right. But it really, I mean, the shine is off of Antonio Brown. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, right now, I mean, because he, the, the 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 type of throws that he that he feasts on are not really the kind of throws that that Vic has made in maybe in recent years, definitely. And maybe his whole career. Yeah. I would be, I would be more okay with keeping like Martavis Bryant where he would be when he returns than the uh-huh. way that I would view Antonio Brown. But you know, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, like, I mean, I was, I was DMing with, with rebar yesterday and he, he called Ben. I was like, I said something along the lines of Ben Roethlisberger being able to heal very fast. And he rich called him Wolverine. Because I mean, yeah. it's basically, I mean, Roethlisberger always is out for like six weeks and then he comes back in four. It's just what he does. So it, it'll be well, interesting. And some some are now saying that it could only be two weeks, which... The, the, the dude's leg was turned backward. <laughs> it's, it's, like the, the fact that he didn't tear an ACL is crazy. 
I, I, I cannot, it's honestly unbelievable that he's not out for the right. year, right? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, I mean, did you, did you have any doubt when he was writhing on the ground? Did you have any doubt that he was out for the year? No, I, I, I 100% thought he was out for the year. Right. right. One, like I, I, that, that's why that game was quite literally the worst football game oh. that I've watched oh. in the last probably 15 years. Yeah, no, it it was uh, well, and then it started late because of a fireworks incident on the. That's field. what we should it, blame it, the Foles' performance you, on, by the way. You know, the mojo of that game, yeah. was a debacle from from minute one. Yeah, you know, the mojo is the reason that Nick Foles put up seven fantasy points. Right, mojo was not rising. Yeah, there. that's exactly. So yeah, I mean, with Antonio Brown, I think you still have to keep him, but you know, the only way that I would trade Antonio Brown really is if I'm getting like. If I'm trading him and someone for like Julio, well, yeah, I mean he's the Julio's the only uh, the only comp out there, right? I mean, and Julio's just on a different level of anything right now. Oh. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> he's on he's on pace for 229 targets. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's insane. <laughs> the worst part the worst part is that people are going to send me I told you so's about my Kyle Shanahan article that I wrote because I oh, yeah. I wrote about how the narr- it's just a narrative because it is just a narrative the reason that Julio is being fed is because he's really really good and they have no options in that offense because Roddy White is is not is 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 dead the ghost I'm, <laughs> I'm actually I meant to say I'm going to my Halloween party as the ghost of Roddy White <laughs> that would actually be hilarious that would be phenomenal so yeah Fitzpatrick Flacco and Derek Carr are the three. And also, I'm just going to I'm just going to say this Denny. If you're in a really really deep league, this is happening. <laughs> if, if you're if you're in a really really deep league, I'm not okay. I, should I say this? Wait, are you going to go McCown? No. No, it's even better. Uh, I, I have no I'm idea. I'm not against you using Jimmy Clausen. You know what? I no, no. I'm I'm okay with that. Because Dude, McCown was QB nine last last week. Oakland secondary might be the worst in the league, and and and, and the one position that can gash that secondary is tight end, and that is exactly what the Bears have. Exactly, and and Alshon's coming back. Right? Yeah, I mean, like I'm not kidding you, Jimmy Clausen. If Jimmy Clausen's a QB one this week, can you guys all please forgive us for Nick Foles in week three? Yeah, so we're recommending Derek Clark slash Jimmy Claus. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, I mean, like, I would never... I mean, here's a little secret, though. I don't know if I mentioned... I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast. Last year in a 2QB championship, I I played Jimmy Clausen against Detroit, and I ended up winning the championship. Well, he, he scored 15 points. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, like... like it's amazing that everyone's just like laughing about Jimmy Clausen because they were so. I mean, they played an zero and two Seattle Seahawks team in Seattle. What did you want Jimmy Clausen to do without without Alshon Jeffrey? Like, what what is he supposed to do? Yeah, no, I I actually I remember that game against Detroit. Uh, I think that that was my most successful DFS week of the year last year because because Clausen put up fifteen points at the minimum everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm not like I mean, if you're in a pretty deep league, I'm I'm really not that opposed to to playing Clausen. Really deeply. Again, I want to play all those other guys before him. But see, this is our this this is what we're talking about. Our hashtag brand is to talk about Jimmy Clausen. You will listen to 25 <laughs> fantasy football podcasts this week, and you will not hear Jimmy Clausen's name on any yeah, of them. Exactly. Other than other than play the Raiders defense. Right, which I'm not. Look, at, I'm not a big fan. I'm not honestly. I'm not streaming the Raiders' defense if I if I can help it. I know I get a lot of thing. You know, Oakland's 
you know, plug and play streamer. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, they're, they're, you know, they're getting gouged every week. The rate, the Raiders. Yeah, defense. I know it's, it's really, really bad. So who knows what will happen? Martellus Bennett's a great GPP play, by the way. I don't think I'll play yeah. him in cash because Greg Olson life. <laughs> gotta gotta live that Greg Olson life. All right, real quick, let's talk about tight ends. Denny, you got one that we both were on ASAP this week. Yeah, right away. It just jumped out. Uh, Charles Clay, uh, who, you know, he was the narrative hero in week three, um, narrative street hero, uh, destroying his former team, uh, the Dolphins. Um, but, uh, you know, he gets uh, to play a, a Giants team uh, that has allowed 21 receptions to tight ends over the first three weeks of the season and that that's that's a very high number um you know the 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 giants in week one allowed three touchdowns to dallas tight ends uh and um jordan reed was one you know a hair away from having an enormous game mm-hmm. uh last last thursday night he ended up with, with uh with uh, five, six catches for 96 yards it should have been uh, like like 15 catches for 3042 yards and nine touchdowns it, it was something, yeah. I mean, I would say something close to three thousand yards right, in that game. Right. He, you know, but but cousins being cousins, right. um, he was held to under three thousand. But the <laughs> yeah, so, so so anyway, Charles Clay is the red zone uh, pass catcher in that offense, and for good reason. And so uh, yeah, I'll have him in a lot of spots this week. Yeah, so Charles Clay is definitely number one. I'm just gonna throw out Ebron again because he's still out there in a lot of waiver wires. Dude is tight end seven right now, and he has 20 targets in an offense that's going to be playing from behind against Seattle. Um, I mean, it's not like the, the best matchup in the world per se, but he's getting he's a garbage time hero, and you need to recognize that. So if you're really, really hurting a tight end, pick up Eric Ebron, because I think he's going to have some season-long value the way that they're using him. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are, the Lions are a horrible team that will uh, have a lot of garbage time this year. So just, you know, prepare yourself for yeah. it. So that's Charles Clay as our top tight end streamer. Uh, Eric Ebron, if he's out there, is fine. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Derek Carr, uh, and maybe Jimmy Clausen. Um, and then our defenses are the Colts and the Packers. Yep. All right, let's, let's make week four better than week three. All right, Denny. Yes. Questions from Twitter. This first one is at Salvage Phoenix. He says, is James Jones a thing yet? Oh, man, he's more than a thing. With, with Devontae Adams hurt too Woo. yeah no Devonte adams is down i mean he's 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 running a ton of routes he's playing a lot of snaps every week yeah he's a thing yeah i'm excited for ty montgomery too to see what happens now that adams might not play because montgomery played full snaps uh on monday night but he uh he didn't do much and I'm, I'm hoping that it's just because he's inexperienced but we'll see uh this next one is at a fauche 70 <laughs> Flacco or Tannehill this week? Flacco, man. Yeah, me too. Definitely Flacco. The Jets' defense is good. Yeah, and 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 the Dolphins have no running game. Tannehill is just like a sitting duck back there. Yeah, man. What is going on with that offense? Joe Philbin just needs that. That whole coaching staff needs to be fired. It, well, it's a it, yeah. I mean, it's a dumpster fire, and it's going to affect their statistical performance for the rest of the year. I'm sure. Yeah. This one is at Jeff Lendor. He said, I got this trade offer last night. Forsett and Macklin for Latavius and Perriman. Would you do it? So would you would you take for Justin Forsett and Jeremy Macklin for Latavius and Brashad Perriman? Mm. 
I mean, it, again, I know I hate to say it, but it really depends. I will say that Latavius is becoming one of the only super safe running backs, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the best player in the trade. Yeah, and 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 he's he's in on passing downs. He, you know, he's not dependent on game script like I thought he would be. I mean, I, I'd have a hard time parting with him. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I don't think I would do yeah. it. This next one is at Arthur Stanny. He said, have Macklin and Matthews. Should I try to sell uh, at each one of them based on Macklin's lack of production until Monday night uh, and the Eagles offense? I actually don't mind Jeremy Macklin. I, I have him in, I don't have him really in season longs, but I have him in a lot of best balls just because of his price kept on dropping. Uh, I think you know he's a high floor guy. He's, he's not he's not a terrible. He, he he's also he also had kind of terrible matchups to start the season, which which yeah. is a, which is a silver lining there. But you know I I think I think I'm keeping I'm I'm keeping both Macklin and Jordan Matthews. Yeah, no, I mean Macklin. What did he he went for one forty and a touchdown last night. Was, I mean in, in his first like yeah. plus matchup too. And, yeah, and that that's not going to happen very often, but. Uh, I I'm not I don't think I'm selling him I, I I'm kind of bullish on him going forward. Yeah, me too. Next one at Loki Lie Smith he says or this person says start Jay Stu Matt Jones or Alfred Morris this week. It's got to be Matt Jones, right? Yeah, you would think. I mean the the Eagles. I mean none of them are in great great spots. Jay Stu maybe, but Jay Stu has not shown us enough. No, to, to, no, to warrant a start right now. And he's banged I, I, up. Jonathan, yeah, he's banged up. Jonathan Stewart was my worst uh, call of the offseason. I, I have him almost everywhere. And the guy, I, I pointed out the stat on, on Twitter the other day, the guy is averaging .24 fantasy points per touch, which means that it, it takes him four touches to score a fantasy point. Right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. That offensive line is atrocious. Next one at Hendy LA twelve team five man bench worth holding Kelvin as a thirteenth round keeper next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you can, it's a five man bench, sure. Um, but it sounds like I mean, do it as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, next one at MK Schooner. Hey guys, just traded Luck and CJ Anderson for Demarius and Foster. Which QB should I target rest of season? Tyrod Carr and Bort or Bortles? Okay. This is this is this is I think this is probably someone who's never listened to this podcast before because he not only drafted Andrew Luck but now he's asking which quarterback to, to play rest of season. And that, and that list includes Bortles. No offense, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Tyrod of those of those players definitely get Tyrod, but don't be afraid to bench him in a in a bad matchup. Exactly. Next one at J Davidson Davison three fourteen team PPR league have Dalton and Palmer trade Dalton for Macklin or aim higher. I, I think that's a decent trade. I do too. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that. At I mean, the thing is too with trades when you say like or aim higher, I, like I think that's a fair trade. But you don't. I mean, it depends. There might be someone who has red hair in your league that loves Andy Dalton, that just wants to give away his roster because he wants to have his ginger brother on his team. You got it. Listen. Uh, if it, well, if anyone's into red-haired quarterbacks, then they're always going to have the Bengals quarterbacks, right? Cause, right. Because Carson Palmer and you no know, all Dalton yeah, and now, right. his son, right. now, now his son Dalton. But Dalton's you know? Dalton's hair is so much more red than, than Carson Palmer's. It is. But don't let that distract you from the fact that Andy Dalton has legit hair. That is really nice <laughs> hair. And, 
and he keep he 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 keeps it cut, keeps it fresh, keeps it nice. That I mean, I am jealous of Andy Dalton's hair. That is that is real. But hair. then he's got the the pointy eyebrows. Yeah, I don't know. What, I I think he might wax a little. I don't know if it's waxing or if he's just like always. He's he 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 has the eyebrows that make that makes him look angry all the time. <laughs> he, he does, but but yeah, no, don't don't sleep on Andy Dalton's hair. You know, if you look through the color, it is oh boy. Yeah, it's tough to look through that color though. Uh, next one at Griffey Schmurda seventy seven. What do I do with Jeremy Hill? Oh, can't, can't really. Can't. Yeah, it might be tough to sell him. I said in my fifteen transactions, sell or hold, um, because their schedule coming up kind of dictates a pass friendly uh, game plan. Which you know they're they're bad matchups though. So Dalton is still like not looking great after this week, but. I'm kind of I'm not very bullish on Jeremy Hill, and it's unfortunate because I really liked him entering the season. I mean, I think Gio Bernard is uh, uh, becoming kind of a kind of a reliable a, option, a maybe, maybe maybe more so in PPR, maybe more so than Jeremy Hill. Yeah. Next one at Matt underscore Glenn. The question we all knew we'd be asking four weeks in the season: Sam Bradford versus Washington or Tyrod Taylor? Ty God, you cannot start Sam Bradford right now. No, why would you do that? No, that's Tyra. Ty God. Next one is Ducalion. Uh He Dude. said, Miami offense shaky, especially at coach levels. Stay course with Tannehill or live the stream with Carr, Vic, and Jesus. Definitely you, live the stream. Yeah, you got it. Listen, Tannehill owners, Tannehill owners, listen to me. You have to jump into the stream. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why you don't want to plug in. You, Tannehill you, wasn't a plug-and-play option after week one. No, your God is dead. Okay, Tannehill, <laughs> your God is dead. Tannehill is not an every week starter. Uh, next one, at Gil's username. He said, drop one in PPR. Crowell, Duke, or Bolden. So Duke Johnson or Anquan Bolden. Or or uh, or Crowell. I would, I would drop Duke over Crowell because he only just started getting some action last week and it was in garbage time. I don't understand the appeal. I, I, I don't I don't. I mean, he's a PPR guy. I mean, there were... He had six catches in week three. He caught zero in the first two weeks of the season. I mean, if if the Browns get down, which they will, he might be a garbage time guy. But like Lance Dunbar is such a better option than him. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like 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 Lance Dunbar is gonna gonna play a passing down role. There's just no reason. I don't understand. So I would probably drop Duke. Yeah. Next one at Mark underscore Raskin. I'm having trouble at wide receiver. Would you take Marvin Jones or Rashard Matthews? My receivers are A Rob and John Brown. That's tough. I guess I I I I would lean Marvin Jones. Really, I would I would go with with Matthews. I I don't understand. I don't get the logic. I I don't get it. But Rashard Matthews is the number two guy there, pretty clearly. It's it's yeah, bizarre, dude. I I have a bit of a soft spot for Rashard Matthews right now because. You know, when I was a kid, I used to root for Aronde Gadsden, oh, yeah. uh, who was a receiver for Miami back in the day. And and Matthews, just the way he kind of you know kind of lumbers around, he's a big guy, kind of looks like Gadsden a little bit. I, I I'm, every time he catches it, I'm like, oh, Gadsden for twelve, nice. Yeah, I mean, Rashard Matt. The other thing too, uh, Rich Rebar tweeted out that one of the bottom five teams in terms of runs played, or I guess top five in terms of runs played or mm-hmm. runs or. Plays, <laughs> plays run. <laughs> I said it like four times. Plays yeah. run. Uh, while while trailing, the Dolphins are a top five team, so they're trailing all the time, which is why Matthews is actually kind of intriguing from a PPR standpoint. But he only has two red zone targets, so he's not a high ceiling guy. 
Dude, I thought I thought my my uh, Skype was broken for a second. <laughs> All I heard was runs, 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 runs. Dude, sometimes my brain just gets too far ahead of, of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, next one at Dean Basara. Uh, one out of two. So he's two tweets really quick. This is a brilliant tweet. I have Jason Witten on my team, but Jason Witten is all... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have Jason Witten on my team, but Jason Witten is also painting my back fence. <laughs> Do I tell Jason Witten to go back to practice to help my fantasy team or have him finish my fence? Look, I mean, Jason Witten's the kind of guy that can finish your fence and contribute to your fantasy team. Well, does he even need to practice? I mean, look at the, the, listen. The dads I know who play at the YMCA don't practice at all. I mean, they, listen, you they get on the court and and they're ready to go. You, you know, uh, lions don't stretch before they chase down a gazelle right. in the in the uh, you know in the desert or wherever they are. Right, and that's exactly uh, what Jason Witten's a lion. Right. I mean, yeah. So so yeah, Jason. You you plug it you know you don't worry about it. He did, Jason Witten probably hasn't practiced you know since the uh, second Clinton administration. Don't worry about right, it. Yeah. Woo. All right. Okay. Okay. Jason Witten, by the way, what a what a miracle that man is. Two two mean? bummed ankles and he's just in a knee injury and he's like, yeah, I'll play. I'll I'll play oh. and be a top twelve tight end. Was he really? I, I'm I'm pretty sure he put up good like decent numbers. That. I mean, it's it's Jason. I mean, here I'll I'll pull it up right now because it's this is very important. Like Jason Witten last week. Okay, let's see two two sprained ankles, which, as we said, is the most. Jason dead Jason Witten last week. Okay, with with basically no legs, was tight end eleven last week. What a monster! This that man is someone that everyone should strive to be. Yeah, we actually like you a lot, Jason. I, I I know you're listening. Yeah, of course. He listens to every pod. Well, he, he, he took a hiatus for a little bit after we called him fat. But <laughs> <laughs> The next one is at Jonathan L. Berry. Any thoughts to just playing one slate of games for DFS? Example, only 4 p.m. games to reduce the luck factor. I, I don't think that reduces the luck factor. I think that increases the luck factor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, any Anytime that the slate is reduced, uh, restricted... Um, then, uh, yeah, I mean, it becomes less a skill thing. Yeah, because you're just now throwing darts. and Like, like for instance, the Monday-Thursday games, that yeah. when they combine the two, you're basically looking at, I mean, it, it some, sometimes it's even hard to fill the cap. You usually can't yeah. fill the cap. Yeah, and you're going to have, I mean, if you play the if you play Monday-Thursday, you're probably going to have at least half your lineup the same as your opponent in head-to-head. Right. Right. You know, if if you if if you if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Next one at Steinman underscore. He said Gronk Olson Watt. Who who's the frat president? Who blacks out doing shots? And who is wearing the backwards Gamecocks hat? Oh, what? the frat. Okay, this is this is this is pretty straightforward. The frat president is Greg Olson. Gronk is blacking out, and JJ Watt right. is wearing the backwards Gamecocks hat. Yeah, oh no, that's that's definitely it. And but not only that, but Watt is saying to Gronk, "Do you know how great you could be if you stopped drinking alcohol? <laughs> if you just if you just honored your body, the temple that is your body." Exactly, exactly. And then they start they start getting at it a little bit, and Greg Olson's there to kind of break it up and just he's like, "Hey guys, hey listen." Yeah, and then JJ Watt's like pointing at Gronk that it's all Gronk's fault, and then and then eventually he convinces everyone that it was all Gronk's fault. 
Yeah, and then Olsen's like, we're going to sit down, we're going to have a Michelob Ultra, <laughs> and we're going to talk about this. And Watts like, I do not poison my body without... <laughs> right, right. And Gronk is sitting there like, yeah, I'll talk about it, but then it's still Gronk's fault at the end. Right, and then he actually eats the bottle of Michelob <laughs> right, Ultra. he eats it, and then they take him to the hospital, and he, he dies. <laughs> Uh, next one at Griffin post drop Matt Jones for Carlos Williams. That's tough. I guess. Yes. Um, I'll say no. I mean, long-term is probably a bad idea. Yeah, but... exactly. That, that's, that's, that's the, the right take long-term. It's a bad idea. If you need something ASAP, then do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one at JP Gibbs. Uh, you have to start one for the rest of the season. Andre Johnson or Andre Ellington. Hashtag fade the Andres. Oh. It's Andre Ellington. Andre Johnson is so not a thing. No, he's not a thing. And stop trying to make him a thing, right. everyone. Right. Yeah. It's terrible. It's so bad. Uh, same guy said, what are your thoughts on dad running as an event in the 2020 Olympic Games? I would train for it. Yeah. I mean, aren't we already training for it, though, by living? <laughs> I think, I think our, our training is already happening by living and sitting on our asses right, exactly. all day. Uh, next one at Jamie underscore Gomes. Why did Washington not register as a favorable streaming matchup for the Giants last week? Uh, well, where did they? How did they do? I mean, for, for first of all, I don't know. I don't even know where they finished. Washington's defense last week was nineteenth. Right. So, I mean, I, I know that's that's results, but I mean, the process was that the Giants coming into that game were not giving up many sacks and were not like hemorrhaging turnovers. Um, so it was also on the road and they weren't favorites, right? Washington, the Giants were favorites in that game. Right. It's on the road and 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 the the Vegas line didn't exactly scream stream Washington. I I don't I'm confused by that question. Yeah, me too. Next one at Fantasy Sophist, he says Vic or Carr to replace Bradford? Carr. Yeah, Carr. Next one, at the FF Comedy Hour. This is, this is another good one. Emma Stone or Emma Stone this week? Also have Emma Stone. <laughs> nice tweet. That's funny. I think you have to go with Emma Stone. I think, I think so too. Next one, at Myron Isaacs. Uh, he says, San Diego, Tampa Bay, or Minnesota as a streaming defense for week four? What, what, I'm sorry, say it again. San Diego, who plays Cleveland, I believe. Yeah. Tampa Bay, who plays Carolina. Uh-huh. Minnesota, who plays... I, oh. I can't remember who Minnesota plays. Yeah, Denver, Denver. Uh, now, first of all, I just want to clear up any questions. If you have the Broncos defense, you are playing them for, from here on yeah, out. they're great. Okay? Everybody, just do that. Secondly, I kind of like the Chargers a little bit. I almost mentioned them at the start. Um, but, uh, but I decided that the Packers and Colts were, were better plays. Uh, now the, the chargers are getting no pressure on the quarterback and that's the problem. If they were getting some pressure, then I would think that McCown would be in a spot where, you know, he could go full McCown and throw a lot of picks and fumble and do all the things that he does. Um, but they, you know, they're at home. I don't think that the Browns' offense is going to click like it did last week against the Raiders, so Chargers. Yeah, I agree. Next one, at James underscore Gordy, FanDuel mid-priced running backs you prefer, Lacey versus Latavius versus Gore, and then cheap wide receivers, Moncrief versus James Jones versus John Brown. I'll say of that group, I would go Lacey and Moncrief. Gosh, I would kind of lean Latavius. I don't know. Latavius is good in a good spot, too. I can't. I can't hate on that. 
And and uh, and what were the Moncrief, the, James Jones, and John Brown? That's very easily Moncrief for me. It is Moncrief, yeah. Uh, next one at Hide from Friends. What are your spirit NFL mascots? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't. Yours is a dolphin. Yeah, mine's a dolphin. Yours is. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you're so accepting of that. No, it's true. I mean, do you know how much dolphins crap I have in my house? I think I'm. I think I'm a Viking. <laughs> no, I mean, you mean because of your beard yeah exactly exactly next one at geigertron he said my running backs all are all feces <laughs> i got wide receivers to spare so i'm a trade one can you rank these guys steve smith moncrief evans jordan matthews uh, you can go ahead oh that's really tough i like all of those guys as legitimate top 20 options this year so i can't really rank them <laughs> so we're not gonna so I'm not, I'm not gonna answer it probably uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm legit not answering that question wait, wait i know so he's saying i'm gonna trade away a wide receiver yeah can, he right? wants to rank steve smith moncrief okay. mike evans and jordan matthews all of them are good options okay so i think just because of of steve smith's second yeah, half so trade thing, smith i was thinking that okay I was thinking you and you can get a lot for him right now. I mean, un, unless unless your opponent, unless your trading partner knows about those splits, those first half, second half uh, yeah, seasons. He's he's the guy that you would trade of that group because Evans missed time and he doesn't look great. Uh, Jordan, like from a statistical standpoint, Jordan Matthews, okay, uh, Moncrief, people aren't going to know about it enough. So Steve Smith, you're right, good good call. Trade Steve Smith. There you go. Uh, at Crimson six eight seven, drop one. Dion Lewis, David Johnson, Vereen Perriman. Follow up. Where's the Where is the next Nick Foles truthers meeting? I'm not a Nick Foles truther at all. No, neither, neither am I. In fact, I haven't. Uh, I don't even think that that group exists anymore after the trade to. Saint well, Louis. no, there's one. There's one person, and it's Jeff Fisher. Yeah, he he is at the meeting by himself with coffee and donuts every Sunday morning. Right, You're right. right. Um, so you're definitely not dropping Dion Lewis. I don't know why you would drop it. I, to, yeah. to me, it's either, it's probably Perriman just because he hasn't played, but I'm, I'm really not a Vereen person. I'm done with Vereen. Vereen is so inconsistent. You have no idea when he's going to produce. He's a guy that's just always going to be on your bench and he just kind of sits there. Like you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to use Vereen, put him in a two for one, put upgrade a position in your lineup by throwing Vereen in a trade and see if someone bites. Yeah. Uh, next one at books thirty one Hill David Johnson Matt Jones C J Anderson Macklin or John Brown this week for half PPR. Um, Macklin. Yeah, I guess Macklin. Yeah. Next one at Beaver BKR start two in a PPR Carlos Williams Lamar Miller Bilal Powell Spiller Vereen. I mean Carlos. Yeah, Carlos is one. You need, we need another one. It's either it's either Lamar Miller who has not a great matchup, Bilal Powell who has a decent one. Powell's getting a lot of work. I know. I was thinking Powell. All right, yeah, let's go with Powell. Uh, at Mark F two eight three, can you talk me out of Kyle Rudolph in DFS versus the Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. I can I, I can talk you out of that. The Broncos defense yeah. is the best in the NFL. Yeah, here's 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 what you do. You fade fade all Vikings. Right. I'm not I'm not touching the Vikings. Greg Olson is your play. I don't mind Charles Clay as, as a as a lower cost one. Martellus. Martellus Bennett's a good play. But Greg Olson, man, he's he's gotta be locked into lineups this week. Um next one at Breve Bronovan. Picked up Carolina defense last week. Worth starting them against Tampa this week, or is Indy better? 
Indy's better, but Carolina does have a pretty good streaming score this week. So yeah, and they have I, they have a great schedule in general, like like schedule moving forward and stuff. If I recall correctly, and, and I still think Jameis Winston sucks. Yeah, just, yeah, definitely go with Car- I, I would go with Carolina. Um, at Matt underscore Pearson, drop Eli for Tyrod. He also has Cam. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Um, I think that I would just drop the quarterback for another position. Right, right, right. Yeah. At Gruel, but if I had to choose, I'd probably choose Tyrod for the upside. At Groof Griffey, he says, I have Freeman in PPR. Should I keep him or trade for Moncrief or Jordan Matthews? Oh, my goodness. Get trade get him. rid of Devontae Freeman. This is the perfect time to trade Devontae Freeman. The, trade him immediately. The perfect time to trade him. Uh, next one, at Johnny Alar 77 I have the number one waiver spot in a 12-team deep bench league. Would you rather grab Rawls or Antonio Andrews? Hashtag love you guys. We love you too. <laughs> Rawls. I'm um, not buying Antonio Andrews. Yeah, no. I, that, I mean, but I don't think Lynch is a long-term concern. But yeah, Rawls. Yeah. Next one, at Andrew Schmidt 24 PC or Mac? Uh, do people still use PCs? I didn't know that. I mean, people don't, right? In in my America, you're not yeah, allowed. Yeah, mine too. And we're we're running this country. Uh, next one at Ink Yao. He said, "Drop Bradford to put waiver claim for Ty God." Yes. Mm-hmm. Next one at Max MCC eleven. Very deep flex league. David Johnson, Eric Ebron, or Philip Dorsett. David Johnson could get some work this week. It depends if Andre I, I, Ellington, I, I, what Andre Ellington's status is, but I'd probably go Ebron. I, yeah, I do like him. I do. I now. Well, I mean, it's, did he say who he has a tight end? Um, no. Okay. I mean, for me, it's David Johnson. Yeah, I'm I, cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, like as a as a stash, as a guy who you know, Bruce Arians might wake up one morning and be like, "Oh yeah, I have this guy who's ripping off six yards of carry and scoring." Yeah, yeah. I mean, long term, it would be definitely be David Johnson for me. If that, uh, that's a good point. I don't know if that's what he's asking or not. Oh. Um, let's just say David Johnson is the answer. Mm-hmm. Next one, at JH3CPA. Time to sell high on Devontae Freeman. Yes. Yes, sell high. Next one, at Mo Jassa. I'm stacking Dalton Marvin Jones this week in GPP. Should I delete the account? No. No, that's no, a no. very interesting stack this week. I think it's not a bad one. And, and uh, I did the calculations today for my uh, slate breakdown article. I think that only costs you like um, like sixteen percent of your DK budget of your draft DraftKings budget. Yeah. So it's a really good, really cheap stat. Uh, this next one is at Zach underscore Dennis. Is Thomas Rawls worth a number one waiver position? Um, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think Carlos Williams is if he's out there. Depend, yeah, depends. Depends no, entirely okay. on who's out there. Yeah, got to get. Carlos Williams. Yeah. Um, this one is from Soccer Dave. Uh, he says, settle the, the Drew Dinkmeyer versus Peter Jennings debate. Mariota or Luck if you had to choose a franchise quarterback? Wow. that is. You know what? I thought about that, and I don't think the answer is easy. I think it would be Luck. I, I mean, I... Look, I'm, I'm not a Luck guy. I'm not. He, luck, luck is, Luck's ceiling is Brett Favre. I mean, I, I just feel like Mariota is, is like much more than, you know, because coming out maybe with the running and everything and that system he was in, but he looked maybe a little gimmicky to some people. But 
I think he looks shockingly solid. So you're gonna uh, you're gonna go with him? I would lean Mariota. Man, insane. All right, next one at ca underscore fanatic. He said general thoughts on Todd Gurley. Keep setting him out or play nice. guessing game. Uh, I, I hate the St. Louis offense. Just get rid of everyone on that offense. Just unless every, unless every, it's Brian Quick when they actually start using him. Is he so Brian Quick? This is a, a Derrick Rose situation for him yeah, because. I, yeah. Um, you know, it's just a it's a thing where, hey, aren't you impressed that I know something about another sport? That was that was impressive, Danny. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, so he's fine physically, according to reports. He's in shape. Yeah. But he's sitting at home playing video games while the game, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. Next one is at Fitz eight four three. I'm going to kind of skip through some so that we don't go too long. Does Below Powell have fantasy value even when Chris Ivory is playing? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think I think though mostly it's one of those look at Vegas spreads and see what is probably going to be if it's a negative game script especially or very very positive one. Um, that's that's when it's a Powell game and Powell's okay. But this, mm-hmm. you know, I know we mentioned Powell earlier. That's mostly because of a potential. You know, if if Ivory's not feeling a hundred percent, but I, I don't love him necessarily this week. Uh, next one at Lake Two QBs. He said, "Would you rather plug and play Nick Foles rest of season or shave your head?" Yeah, I mean the answer is pretty easy for me. I don't know about no, you, I'd, but I'd, it, shave, I'd shave the hell out of my head. It, it, no, I am on the Foles bandwagon. Oh, at I that would point. shave my head so bad. Dude, I cannot. I can't. And 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 I'll just pray to all the gods that Nick Foles can can score twelve fantasy points a week. Yeah. But no, 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 the hair is not coming off. The, the account comes down, but the hair does not come yeah. off. Next one is at Richard Janvrin. He says, Vic, Klaassen, or Whedon this week? Oh, good question. Uh, Klaassen, baby, let's go. <laughs> uh, at Lake 2QBs, more seriously, thoughts on Martellus's value in a very plus matchup if Cutler misses another game. We kind of talked about that already. Yeah. Uh, next one, two more. At Culp 72 better option this week, Greg Olson versus the Bucks or Dexter Morgan also versus the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tweet. Very good tweet. You're good at this. Uh, Jared, Jared Culpin, you're good at this. Uh, next one, the last one. At Lowercase11, he says, how long until Amir and Theo own the backfield and Joyke Bell is shipped to Cleveland? God, can we talk about how bad Joyke Bell is? Uh, you, I think you said it best in your tweet the other day. A 29-year-old back coming off of like multiple surgeries. He's, but he's going to get better. Yeah, yeah. Because right? because Jim Caldwell made a, a note about him. Like they're like you know they're waiting for him to improve. It's like no, that's that's. Yeah. Not. So uh, Joyke Bell's success rate on his 20 runs so far, according so a success rate is basically when he has a positive net expected points gain, like the percentage of positive net expected points gains. It, a good success rate hovers around for a running back would hover around forty five to forty seven percent. Maybe Jeremy Hill is like closer to fifty percent last year, and a bad success rate is anything under forty. Okay, Amir Abdullah behind the same offensive line has a success rate of like forty three percent so far, which isn't shocking. He's looked pretty good. Joyke Bell's success rate is twenty percent. Mm. Like that that that's one of the the worst thing. His he has a one point one yards per carry average right now. But I mean, as long as he's like a big fat guy, he's going to get goal line carries, right? You would, I so. mean, you would think, but uh, 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 no, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't want him to. It's just, it's just, I mean, I think that 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 is where he's going right. to really snipe Amir Abdullah. Yeah, 
It's because he's just this like the Kool-Aid man bursting into the Yeah, it doesn't help that Matthew Stafford is just as bad as we always said he was. It may be worse, honestly. (laughs) You're probably right. You're probably right. All right, Denny, that does it for the questions. That does it for the podcast. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? I'm on Twitter at CDCarter13. Follow me while the while the account still exists, and uh, <laughs> you can find my uh, my work at thefakefootball.com. And if you would like a daily fantasy newsletter that really struck gold last week, check out draftdayconsultants.com. Yeah, pure gold last week. That was awesome. Uh, and then I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter at late round QB. All my work is over at numberfire.com. Finished the 15 transactions article today. Also, I'm doing a podcast for FanDuel, my my the company that owns me. Uh, I said that I said that last week too. Um, I did a podcast for them called By the Numbers with Jim Sonis, who's way better at co-hosting than Denny is. Um, so yeah, I'm just kidding, <laughs> completely kidding. It's only a matter of time. It's <laughs> yeah. only a matter. Of time. <laughs> uh, it's called By the Numbers. So check that out. It's it goes out with their email blasts when they show kind of the optimal lineups and stuff, and it's a it's a chance for us to look at what happened in the pre- previous week for about ten minutes, and then we get into some picks. Very, very early picks that that sometimes don't look as good after the fact because you're making the picks Tuesday morning. Uh, but check it out. It's called By the Numbers. All right, Denny, that does it. Hopefully week four is better than week three. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when uh, when Jimmy Clausen outscores Derek Carr, don't tweet us. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, Cla- Jimmy Clausen is going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. Do it. Let's do it. Let's just, let's just do it. it, it, it just... just Hashtag go Jimmy. Send that to Absolutely. us. Absolutely, this is full DGAF mode at this point. Yeah, well, this, yeah, with with our picks and the way that this podcast is going, this is another one of those Amendola just rants and just random talking at the end. If you listen to the end of this, hashtag Dola. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out me.